The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This is Media Match. A roundtable of Cowboys insiders. Dropping wisdom. And offering sizzling takes. On the current state of your Dallas Cowboys. Now your host, Nui Scruggs. Let's ride. <laughs> is that every single episode? Until it's trademarked by Russell Wilson, <laughs> and I don't have to pay any fees, we'll, we'll, we'll go with it. As Russell's now going to be devoted to my uh, backup starting quarterback, oh, my fantasy team. Media match today. Bobby Belt, 105.3 The Fan, the official home of the Dallas Cowboys. Rob Phillips of DallasCowboys.com, the official website of Dallas Cowboys. And Jane Slater of NFL Network, the official television station of the National Football League. I'm merely Newey Scruggs. Not officially with anything. Oh, stop. That matters. Just a so, million different jobs. So, uh, Jerry... Jerry said things today. What about? Um, the, the Hall of Fame owner, Gerald Wayne Jones, was asked about Cooper Rush keeping the job. <laughs> Which, by the way, we laughed at fans who immediately, you know, the Dak haters, who immediately, oh, keep Cooper Rush. They had Steve Young jumping off the top rope. So you had, <laughs> you had a whole lot of people, you know, ready to put the anointing oil on Cooper Rush. And just as we, you know, most of us who are here doing this, I'd like to say in a responsible fashion, we're all shooting it down. Yeah. Here comes Jerry. Well, let's open that can back up. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect scenario for me is, hey, Cooper does so well that I got a decision to make. That, that would be great. That would mean that he's playing well. I mean, Jerry just walked out. He just walked down there, man. And it's been tweeted out. You've tweeted it out, Bobby Bell, Jane, Rob. Everybody's, you know, it's, it's out there on social media. But there's Jerry. There's Jerry. So I'm going to start with you. We'll go around the table. So full disclosure, our team cam is down here, so I have to do my NFL Network hits from home. So I get up here, and I hear that Jerry is sitting down with ESPN, and he's outside in the hallway. And so I thought you were messing with me that he was out there talking to reporters this week. So I was slow to get over there. By the time I'd gotten there, it already broke up. So when everyone's like, oh, yeah, he's starting a quarterback contract. No. So John Mashoda had filmed it, and I said, show me the clip. Show me the clip. Because sometimes – we hear things, Clarence, a little different than how it comes out, right? Make no mistake, he 1,000% was stirring this up. And we get why he did it. And I talked to Ezekiel Elliott about this, and so did Jory, and maybe we have the sound for that here in a second. But we know what he's doing. And I think in a perfect world it makes sense, right? It's better for their cap, et cetera. And that locker room seems to really like Cooper Rush. But with that being said, we haven't seen him in back-to-back career starts. And I even asked Mike about th- this week. There's not a lot of tape on Cooper. He starts playing in a couple of games. Other teams start figuring out his tendencies. Like, how all-world is this guy going to look? He scored on the first two drives. They were shut out pretty much in the second half. Yep. Help me out with this. Yeah. No, I think I think when you look at the look, here's the thing is that it's, you know, boy, that'd be great. It'd be great if he played so well. It's like, yeah, I was when we were in Oxnard and we all saw the billion dollar Powerball. I was like, it'd be great if I won that. But it's not like it's not <laughs> put money in it's too. not going to happen. Like, like, I'm sorry. Look, like like Cooper Rush has done an admirable job the two times he's been asked to fill in. But Jane's right. Get out there. You score on the first two drives. Cincinnati had to respect the passing game, started taking some stuff away. It became more of a struggle for him. And he, he stepped up when it mattered most. It was great. Uh, you know, on that final drive, got into position, Maher kicks the field goal. That's wonderful. But, like, I don't think that's sustainable. I, I mean, when you look at it still, his pass rating in that game against Cincinnati, as well as he played, was what, like 80? 
Like, I mean, he still had his struggles in the second half. It wasn't, you know, an all-world performance. He did enough. And that's all you want from your backup quarterback is to do enough. But it, as, as Zeke says, it's marketing. Which, by the way, real quick, the reason why they didn't bring in a Colin Kaepernick or some of these other guys in the past is because they said they didn't want a quarterback controversy. I don't think he wants. I mean, Jerry has literally said to us, we don't want someone better than our starter on the roster because it creates a quarterback controversy. And then he's starting one himself. Is he is he starting one? Yes, he knows he, exactly he what just, he's doing, he and he's told us he fun. knows what he's doing. Is he just having fun because he's I, I, he's feeling good. Oh, he's, he's feeling good because they came back and won a tough game, and he's looking at the schedule ahead and saying, <sighs> "Man, what if we can like win a couple more here without Dak if we need to?" And he's he's starting to look ahead and like dream of 2016 when he had an embarrassment of riches at the quarterback position. But it's all ultimately to me, it's all moot. And he talked about 10 games. It would have to be 10 games to even think about this. They're trying to get Dak back. This was an eight-week injury, and now it's like a what is it? A, maybe a three-week injury? Which like, by the I way, mean, Dak's gonna be back before we know it. We think he's trying to go out there doing stuff today. He didn't throw, but you know. Which, by the way, I think is such a disservice to Dak too by putting it out there that we think we can have him back by week three or four, because I I just think you're putting a lot of pressure on Dak right now. And if you're not careful, you're starting this quarterback controversy. You're telling the media that he can be back in three to four weeks. What if he rushes himself back and then you don't have a quarterback with a working thumb in December? Cooper Rush's thumb works just fine. Oh, stop. <laughs> but that's but you know what? That that would be part of the good problem to have, right? If they keep winning with Cooper Rush and it's a thing where Dak is eighty-five percent, whatever, Dak's gonna Dak's gonna Dak would play t- today if he could. Right. Sure. But then maybe, yeah, you can extend this out a little bit to your point to where you don't have to rush him back and you risk re injury. Which I'm fine with. I just think it's such a disservice to your quarterback who's trying to get back. Who, by the way, is you know he's he talks a lot about his mental health and he's had a really rough last couple of years and is this helpful for a guy knowing some of those things? Man, this is a you're talking about a guy though who I don't think you can put any more pressure on Dak than he welcomes for himself already. Like like I think anything Jerry's talking about, I think if you were to get Dak off to the side and ask him the same things, he's probably also like, yeah, I can get ready. Like I can totally get ready in three. Weeks. Like well, like Zeke I think Jerry said that today, Jerry right? and Dax tend to mirror that sort of, you know, positive aggressiveness about like, I can get ready. I can be out there ready to play. I mean, like we saw, how often has Dak last summer, it was the overwork in the off season. He, he, he put himself in a bad position in all likelihood with how often he's working in the Dak yard during the summer and everything with everybody else. And so uh, I think that the only amount of rushing back you have to worry about is less the team rushing him back and Dak rushing himself back. But my and I think point, that's Dak more than Jerry. But my point is, and Mike McCarthy said it this week and they've said it in the past, he tends to push the envelope. Sure. In other words, Dak tries to rush himself back. You know that. So why are you putting this fire underneath Dak knowing that that's already a problem for what if Dak? What if, what, 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 what if it's the reverse though? What if Dak's putting the fire under Jerry and Jerry's talked to him, and then Jerry's going, "I'm going. He can be back in three weeks. I talked to him yesterday." <laughs> yeah, but I'm saying I mean, by he didn't adding say that, this what if that other came from? layer today about sure. the Cooper, I, I just think it's a disservice to your starter. Sure, sure. He wasn't but, saying this stuff about Tony Romo in Dak Prescott week two. He wasn't. No. no. But but there had also he had never experienced anything like that. He's now experienced something like that. And so he's he, like it's possible. And he I've didn't seen it. And he thought it was impossible at the time. But but Dak gave them two straight months of we can't lose football. And then in this case, Cooper Rush is going to have what a couple more cracks at this, and then 
it's going to be. Well, and here's the, here's the other all, thing. In a hundred, um, almost 100 percent. Like here's the other thing in this imaginary scenario where they win 10 in a row and Dak can't come back in 10 weeks from an injury that on the most like pessimistic end is like eight weeks then it's it's still a different scenario because there's still guys in that locker room who are saying like no Dak needs to come back whereas when Dak went on that roll Mm -hmm. that was a locker room that was pretty much like we got to roll with Dak that I don't think there's going to be a swarm from the locker room saying we got to roll with Cooper Rush I I don't think that's team and and Zeke was asked Jane you might have asked him and he was just like let's let's not even go there I asked Tyler Biotish about it too I mean they all just kind of did the you know they're they're they love Coop. It's it's fascinating to me that they literally let Coop go. 31 other teams didn't want him, and they were lucky enough to get him back because of how well he knows this roster and how much the guys in that locker room love Coop. But I think what they love about Coop is Coop isn't ambitious in the sense that he wants that job, right? And Dak was never ambitious either. It's just I don't think people realized – how much Tony didn't have the personality of Dak in the locker room and, and his ability to galvanize everyone. Let's play that clip. Chris Beam's got it. I mean, I think that's just... <laughs> I, don't, I don't really pay much attention to that. It's just really... Those people on TV that get clicks, to get views, you're going to say the most outrageous stuff, you're going to get the most attention. That's their job. So who knows if they even believe that? <laughs> More inside, from more inside the building, Jerry just said, wouldn't it be something if we had a dilemma at the end of Cooper's time here? See, there you go. <laughs> yeah, that's a classic example. <laughs> Jerry said that. Well, yeah, he, he wants y'all to be clicking and listening to him, too. <laughs> it's all marketing, man. It's all marketing. <laughs> Thank you. No, no, nobody knows better than the guy who signed his contract, and then there's a like Jerry, like let's pose with the Zeke who shirt now, like, like clearly My he's God, all about which, the market. By the way, that. a lot of people don't realize that Zeke and his team wanted to do a shirt like that, and Jerry beat him to the punch. <laughs> so that was uh, that was in the locker room that happened earlier today. I actually got that last little bit with with Zeke before he headed off to uh, before I headed off to go do the uh, the players' lounge podcast and. A credit to Jory for asking the question because I was like, yes, yes, somebody asked it, and, and, and now we have that that content to talk about. And Rob, you've been around here forever. Bobby, you've covered the team forever. Jane, you've covered the team forever. I've been around a little bit. Um, this is classic Jerry. This is Jerry. This is Jerry. He's having fun. It is. No, I did. It was funny. We were in the we were in the hallway, and uh, I saw Michael Gelkin uh, from the Dallas Morning News. And I walked over to Michael, and I was just like. You know, uh, I was like, you got he got here in 2019. I was like, this has got to be your most thoroughly Cowboys moment yet. The owner and general manager just slips off into a hallway on Thursday and goes, I'd love a quarterback controversy, <laughs> by the way, you guys. And it's just like, oh, yeah, this is – he's like, yeah, it's, it's kind of uh, – this is kind of the, the, the moment. He wanted a coach controversy this offseason, which I thought was so disrespectful exactly. to Mike McCarthy. But this is Jerry. Jane, this is a guy – who ultimately did, I mean, is there any more disrespect than a dude who won two Super Bowls? And you say, hey, 500 coaches could have done that. Yeah, Jimmy's still not in the ring of honor. <laughs> you know, I mean, yeah, he's sniveling. <laughs> that was that was like peak Jerry to me. Like, that was peak Jerry. And, and don't mistake this, Jerry, if you're listening, you know I'm a huge fan. I find him, I always compare him to Walt Disney. And I say this to a lot of people, like uh, when I worked at ESPN, they make you go through like this rookie seminar and we spend almost half a day learning about the Imagineer and how when you'd walk into the theme park, they would give you 
bubble gum and they wanted to see where you were throwing your wrappers and that's where you put the trash cans. And it's like Jerry's mind is always thinking about that marketing. How do I make things better? How I think there's going to be a book written about how Jerry does this one day when he's no longer here because he's done a dynamic job making a team that's completely irrelevant. We have 13 reporters at the NFL Network. I barely move, do I, Bobby? Yeah. Why? Because no one, even when they're <laughs> terrible, and even when the fans say there's too much coverage, you can bank on me being on TV talking about the Dallas Cowboys at least three days a week. Oh, 500 oh, or yeah. under. Oh, it's, no, it no. It doesn't matter what the rate yeah, is. Look, look, the standard, again, pulling back the curtain a little bit, the standard is always like you, you finish up at NFL Network and you go, all right, like, Winner's locker room. We'll head over there. We'll get a one-on-one. Routinely, the answer is win or lose, we're going to Cowboys. We're, we're yeah. going to the Cowboys locker to get their reaction to whatever happened to them today. Innovation is the word. Innovation. And that's what Walt Disney was about. I mean, the great, you know, the great people in business, they're innovators. They're showing and doing things that you haven't seen before. I remember being in Canton, and there was – when you go to Canton for, for the Pro Football Hall of Fame, there's always a group of disgruntled fan bases – or sex, like how come this guy? Da, da. Denver Bronco fans have been disgruntled for years about they feel like a lack of players have gotten in, and there were people who were mad, like how does Jerry get in and not Pat Bowen? And then it got into the whole TV thing. Well, Pat Bowen was the chairman of the television committee. Okay, but Jerry's the one who went and pulled Rupert Murdoch in this thing and changed not just pro football. Changed the way we watch television. Today. A thousand percent. Fox was just oh they got Bart Simpson. That's all you really knew about Fox. Created a whole network. Mm-hmm. People were ditching CBS. He created a whole fourth network, which created a whole lot of jobs for people like me. Jerry taught owners how to make money. The Nike partnership in, on Monday Night Football in the '95 opener was huge. Him standing there on the sideline with Phil Knight. That was a huge game changer for for guys. All of that. What he's done here are, are the podcast in the studio. When I started, uh, I was leaving CBS 11 in sports. DallasCowboys.com was still. Over there at Valley Ranch, Gina Miller had done a little bit before them. And then I came in. They're like, Derek Eagleton was great. He was like, you know, just go out and do some packages. And from that, we now have team reporters. We, you know, the entire website is one of the best websites in the league. The amount of podcasting content, that's all Jerry. Innovation. And other teams have followed. Innovation. You talk about the Monday night. Phil Knight. Innovator. And and so what through the years, Jerry has always thought big, but he's also got around people who think big as well. And that's when you got the whole mastermind. When you get with great people, um, you know, the French Impressionists, I mean, they were they all hung together. Um, Francis Ford Coppola, um, Steve Spielberg, Martin Scorsese. Um, so, right, they yeah. hung together. So that's that's what you do. And and that's the master class is where you get great, great innovators and people, hey, what if we did this? What if we did? He and Phil Knight orchestrated that deal. Yeah. We know it's on Monday Night Football. We know there's a problem. <laughs> Pat Bowen, I was told, said in one sense on on camera, this is wrong. We're gonna sue the league. This is bad faith. And then I'm told, dude, flew to Oregon to say, hey man, how can I get that deal? Mm-hmm. <laughs> how can we how, yeah. can we, how can we get a taste? If so if you're gonna be if you're gonna do this, can I get a taste here? That's what Jerry does. He's innovator. Innovation and attention. Like if it it doesn't matter he, Put him in. Put us in the news. Like it doesn't matter. Like you're talking about us. That he he's fine with that. He doesn't care about criticism. He just he never has. If he did, he couldn't. He would have been out of this business a long time ago. I just go back to what he said though. 
Ultimately, it comes down to W's. That's what he's looking for. He's yep. feeling good this week. He was not feeling good last week. He's looking at this opportunity right now of like, we might get on a little run here, even without Dak potentially. And this isn't even a conversation if they don't win. That's why he's talking about it, because he thinks they've got a chance to put some wins together. Well, I just love that the one thing that people don't realize about Jerry is how much he pays attention to everything that's on TV, that's on Twitter, that's on Instagram, which, what is in the newspapers. And he has seen some of the narratives out there about Dak versus Cooper. And he knows that this fan base has gotten fairly apathetic and frustrated. And so he's throwing uh, the Dak haters almost a little bit of a bone. Let, let's get interested. There's, you know, Dak, he, t- he to me is, for the fans that also watch Real Housewives, which is one of my favorite guilty pleasures. I don't. He's like the Lisa Renna. There's always like this ghost drama that Lisa Renna will throw in on Real Housewives, just like last night, which was one of my Beverly favorite Hills? episodes. She Beverly yeah. Hills? But it's like, I love that Mike McCarthy sort of conceded he needs to work on his drama. Because there's, he says he doesn't really fit in around here. It's like, <laughs> you've got to be about the drama. Like, chill is always like, stop the drama. It's like, there's always drama here. It's not dull. That's for yes. Never. Yes. That's why I'll never leave this beat. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'll end it with this. Many years ago when uh, Terdima Usri was the CEO of the Mavericks, he told me when he first took over for, when Ross Perot bought the team and hired him, he said, one of his biggest issues was no one talked about the Mavericks. So he opened up the Dallas Morning News. Nobody cared. Before starting, nobody cared. Nobody cared. He's like, we got to get to the point in time. Even if you just boo us, at least show me you give a rip. And I look right now to a team that you and I have covered before the Texas Rangers. Man, I'm just trying. Can it end? Is what my thing mm-hmm. right now. Can this thing just end so I can just not have to worry about talking about it tonight? Because that's where we are. Don't care. You don't care. Jerry's making sure that you always care. You Even in the offseason. Always Give me a coach care. controversy. Always off care. All right. It's so um, the practice report is out. we got some folks who did not practice today, including the best player on the football team, Jane Slater, Rob Phillips, Bobby Bell of Newey Scruggs. This is Meaty Mash on DallasCowboys.com radio. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. What do you call a group of grown men and women with their faces painted silver and blue who get together every week to share a three-hour-long ritual of jumping, sinking, and toasting Miller Lite and 10-gallon hats while yelling, how about them cowboys? You call it Miller Time in Dallas. Here's to the cowboys. Here's to the original light beer. It's Miller Time. Celebrate responsibly. 2021 Miller Brewing Company, Fort Worth, Texas. When you build, you start with the foundation. And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. The Bank of America Community Home Ownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far. With up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less, the satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com slash homeowner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Equal housing lender. Credit and collateral is subject to approval. Restrictions apply. This is not a commitment to lend. The season is finally here. For months, we've been gearing up to win. Now it's time for the team that performs on any field. United Ag and Turf. 
with John Deere zero turns for mowing, compact tractors for loading, mini excavators for digging, Gator utility vehicles for hauling, implements for grading, hay tools for baling, United Ag and Turf for winning. The official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com for more. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Back, back, back to back. Media Mash. Media Mash here on a Thursday going into a Cowboys game week, which will be on a Monday, Monday night at the Meadowlands. And they're having a homecoming game because they're like throwing in a whole bunch of dudes for their uh, jersey retirements, at least three running backs and a couple other folks out there, one of them being Otis Anderson, MVP of Super Bowl twenty five. That was uh, when we referenced the, the Nike deal. That was done Monday night in New York, the night they were retiring Phil Simms' jersey. He went on the Jerry went on the field it's, with Phil Knight. So that's that's yep. the connect that's why he's doing it. It's an honor of that. That's why he did the quarterback controversy this week. <laughs> he's go. just always trying to undermine the Giants jersey retirements. There you go. Bobby Belt, one oh five three the fan, Rob Phillips DallasCowboys.com and she is Jane Slater of NFL Network and NFL.com. So, uh, practice report, best player not practicing today. That would be uh, Micah Parsons, number 11. You could make an argument there. What, maybe they're three best players? Well, no, Zach Martin practice. But you got uh, no Trayvon Diggs, no Micah Parsons, no Dak, no Dalton Schultz, of course, J. Ron Curse, all these guys. Uh, Diggs apparently was non-injury personal. So that's what he's dealing with. Mike Parsons had a little bit of a cold, uh, so they did not practice. But first time, full participation, Michael Gallup. You think he's playing? That dude's playing. thousand percent. I think he's on a pitch count, but I think he's playing. Unless there's some kind of setback during the week, the plan seems certainly that way. I, I, um, bet, I bet we get out of there and it's still Lamb and Noah Brown taking the most snaps at receiver, but I bet Gallup plays. Yeah, Mike said don't expect 70 plays, but mm-hmm. like a package of plays, work him in. Think about it. this. This is, would be tomorrow would be his second padded practice of the entire calendar year. So, yeah, you want to give him some ramp-up time within game action. What, He's what, packed the physical threshold is what they said. So, to me, the reason why they didn't put him on PUP is so you could get him back for the divisional game. I would be extremely shocked if we didn't see him on Monday. I wonder if we see him between the 40s. Basically, any packages between the 40s, you're just trying to push stuff downfield. Don't ask him to do anything where he's cutting inside, middle of the field. Just like for some of your, you know, take shots down the field. You're looking to throw the ball deep down the field when you get between the 40s. That's when Michael Gallup's in there. I think just the threat of him being in the game plan, I think helps Noah. Because I think you're going to see a little bit more respect given to Noah Brown this week. That helps CeeDee Lamb, who's, you know, struggles with double coverage. Uh and then having Michael Gallup in there, then I think it's become, you know, a pick your poison. Then I think they can run this offense the way that they've said they want to run it, where they can run and pass. I just don't think they've had any any threats. I don't think they've really respected any of the receivers prior to last week. 
I mean, they'll, they'll get single coverage regardless here because Wink Martindale loves doing zero blitz. He loves just, all right, you know, single coverage, y'all press up, we're going to send seven blitzers. They so seven guys on the line of scrimmage on a third down it, last week. Oh, yeah, they, and, they did it against the Panthers and the Titans. And they've been, he's been basically saying, Adore Jackson, go take the best receiver on the other team. Yeah. So CeeDee Lamb might see quite a bit of him. On yeah, that. which means Noah Brown against Cordell Flott or somebody like that. They're going to need to take advantage of that. Which I love because I did ask Zeke about this because uh, I had a – call with uh, Xavier McKinney right before who by the way played at Alabama with Trayvon Diggs and talked about you could tell then that Bama. this guy was going to be you know a DB because of his hands and ball skills and he says he's kind of been coaching up the offense on some of his tendencies uh, but he says they're genuinely excited about the game plan every week because Wink is really mixing it up and then if you get guys like Kayvon Thibodeau back and Aziz Ojolari uh, this could be an interesting defense I think that the Cowboys are going to go up against. Which Ojolari will play. He told the New York Post today he's playing, and Thibodeau should be playing. Yeah. Thibodeau, they haven't said for sure. Dable, Dable, I've watched a few of his press conferences this week. He has this cute back and forth with the media where whenever they ask him about anybody, he goes, what am I going to say? And they go, day to day. And he goes, day to day. And that's just like oh, – JG he, style. It's very Jason. <laughs> and he kind of smiles about it. But you can tell by – he talks differently – about Thibodeau and Ojolari than he is about these other guys, about Aaron Robinson, Wandell Robinson, different guys that are out. He He's talking like Thibodeau and Ojolari are playing. And so that'll help their passers because they – one of the reasons Wing Martindale's having to send all these blitzes, they cannot get home with the defensive line right now. I feel like there are a lot of people throwing some shots at Joe Judge. I just don't know if that's really fair. <laughs> Joe did the best he could. <laughs> You're kidding, right? Just trolling. You throw shots at him, he's going to make your run laps. Look, you... Do we know that that was Joe Judge or not? Because I had heard from somebody around here that Jason Garrett used to be into that, and they didn't quite respect that. So Laps. I just wonder if that came from old Jason Garrett. Laps from he'd, JG. He'd make him. He'd make him run, and uh, wanted one of the coaches to run, and wasn't well re- wasn't well received. <laughs> You want to say mm-hmm. that? No? No? Okay. I'm just kidding. I specifically I'm just kidding. said I'm just I didn't kidding. name check I'm just kidding. Body. I'm just kidding. One of the, one of the worst <laughs> things that Jason did was take that job as Joe Judge's offensive coordinator. It was the worst thing. I feel Jason just needed to sit out because we, we saw Joe Judge implode. If Jason do, it doesn't take another job coaching, I think he's the, he could have been the head coach of the Giants. Now, we all know how much the, the Mara family Loves that's interesting. Jason. Yeah, love him. Yeah. So if he decides to just sit out, do TV, or just chill, when this job opens up here, you got a guy who played for the Giants, knows the organization. He would have given a dang good you know, interview you know, and been able to say all the right things that they would have wanted to hear. You know what's interesting though is that it used to be one of these things. You'll hear coaches and scouts talk about this, like you don't want to get out of the circle because it's hard to get back in. You don't want to sit out, but but like we've seen in recent years, like. The McCarthy style of McCarthy went back to the drawing board, spent a year away, studied. Uh, Chris Smith. Chris Richard did that here in Dallas. Chris Richard spent a year away, studied, goes back to New Orleans. Now he's calling, you know, he's a defensive coordinator in New Orleans again. But in general, you're seeing guys who are able to get back in after sitting out. And that didn't always used to be the case back uh, in the day. See, I tend to disagree. I think the league is starting to lean more towards finding the next young guy. The Kevin O'Connells, the Sean McVeighs, sure. the... I think that they're doing less with the retread. That's why I think the Sean Payton dynamic is going to be very, very interesting. Everyone just assumes he's going to land a job um, after last year. He certainly wants back in. But are you having more success with some of these young guys? Uh, Just popping up now right here on the phone. Sean Payton tells New Orleans, 
football podcast. He would be interested in 2023 NFL head coaching. Of course he is. He hates this. This guy, if you watch him, he is so uncomfortable doing the broadcast <laughs> during the week. He is so ready. You know to him get well, ba- right? Yeah, he's, he there. is so ready to get back and coach. And, yes, I think he's chomping at the bit. At this, I think this is a – a bucket list for him because he is such a Bill Parcells disciple. Like he wants, but just like Bill Parcells, you were around here same time I was. It didn't work because that thing that happened today about a quarterback controversy, that's like a cancer in a locker room. It really is. They say it isn't, but let's let's assume Cooper gets a third win, a fourth win, a fifth win, a sixth win. Now we're talking about it. And it started not from the media that you could blame and have a common enemy. It's your owner, the guy that's writing your paychecks. Uh, Sean ain't going to like that. Uh, okay, I hear you. Bill Parcells did not like but that. Dak's going to be back in, like, maybe, what, maybe two weeks? Right. That's the only thing about it. We're not going to get that far down the road, are we? I hear what we, you're saying, Jane. I hear what you're saying. Did any of you but, think Tony Romo was going to replace – Dak Prescott was going to replace Tony Romo? I could never have expected the guy that was vacationing with the Jones family in the offseason would ever – and I'm not saying that's happening here. I'm just saying prepare for the unexpected in Dallas. I hear you there. The book that, <laughs> I, hear you there. <laughs> I read the book, The Yankee Years, that Tom Verducci did basically with Joe Torre. And that, to me, was such a great insight of how you deal with the unpredictable owner and a guy who says one thing and how do you as the manager go in the clubhouse and tell <laughs> Tino Martinez yeah George is on you over here to the post but here's what I need you to know you're in the lineup today or I'm going to give you tonight off go to this Italian restaurant I want you to go to this one order this wine and you'll get back to it on Friday Joe knew how to handle the crazy. He knew how to handle Steinbrenner. One of the great stories he told was when they played in the World Series in 96, his first World Series, remember they faced the Braves. And he said, hey, it ain't going to be real good the first couple of games because they got, you know, Glavin, Maddox. He said, but then we're going to Atlanta. That's my town. We'll turn it around. And sure enough, Braves ha- hammered him. George is all crazy. He knew how to deal with it and work the clubhouse. Sean Payton, and I'm cr- coming to this, Sean Payton has been here for the circus. Sean knows what's going on. But you- he was he was a passing game coordinator back then. Right. But This is a guy that New Orleans, he won't talk to you about injuries. And you've got Jerry giving away injuries on Wednesdays. You've got Jerry. Jer- Sean, here's the thing about Sean. Sean is no different than Jerry. He, the, he, you know how many different podcasts and shows he's been on this offseason? He likes the attention. Do you think he's going to like the fact that half of us reporters aren't in the room on Fridays because we're listening to Jerry <laughs> at the same time? The celebrity coach. I'm but, just telling but, you. And the celebrity coach came here and he, and you know what? The celebrity coach came here and took a check. Bill? And, mm-hmm. Yeah. The celebrity coach came here and took a check, wrote a book. I could work for that guy. Ends up coming here, take the I'd check. I'd rather see Mike Vrabel here. <sighs> I'm. Dead serious. Why? Why would what, coach of the year last year? Oh, how's look that what coach? he look what he did with Ryan Tannehill. Look he what he has doing no now. weapons. He has Derrick Henry right now. Hey, look, look, look. They took everything stop, off the stop, table stop. from him. I'm not stopping. Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn. I would love to see Dan Quinn okay, be the head coach. But why are we? Even, I, I don't even want to get into. You brought it up. I want to. I want to give. I want to give Jerry. I want little Jerry over here. You did it. I want to give Mike at least. Let us get through the season where we start talking about his replacements. Yeah. But you brought it up. What, here's what I was going to say. <laughs> By Jerry, fair, I'll take that. Here's what I will say about the Jerry thing. 
what he did today, he's almost playing good cop, bad cop in a sense that this is Mike's opportunity to be like, I'm your guy, Dag. I got you. I got you covered. It almost creates a situation that strengthens that bond, if yeah, you think about it. But isn't isn't Dak Jerry's guy too because of the check that he have gave you him? ever watched? I have mean, you have, is he? Yeah, he I think franchise he still tagged is. him twice. Yeah, but they wanted. The, but they do you ever watch the get press conferences? I, Dave Hellman and I always. It's me, Dave Hellman, and John Machado. We're always like this during Jerry Pressers Hollywood because Hellman. you watch Dak like up there on the stage. Dak's eyes is like us. We're just always like, you should see our expressions when da- when Jerry says certain things. I wish they would almost do like an octobox. And you had all of us re- like reacting to when Jerry talks because it's so entertaining. Like that's, 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 that's pretty, no, it. that's what we need. We need Beam to set up some of these cameras like this in, in the press conference room at each of our chairs. That's, that's perfect. Like right, yeah. let's, uh, let, let's take a break here. Uh, I'm going to strike down everything I heard from, about Mike Vrabel from my Stop. ears. Okay, just not even going to entertain that. Jane Slater, Rob Phillips, Bobby Bell, I'm Newey Scruggs. This is Media Mash on DallasCowboys.com radio. The season is finally here. For months, we've been gearing up to win. Now it's time for the team that performs on any field, United Ag and Turf. With John Deere zero turns for mowing, compact tractors for loading, mini excavators for digging, Gator utility vehicles for hauling, implements for grading, hay tools for baling, United Ag and Turf for winning the official Ag and Turf equipment supplier of the Dallas Cowboys. Visit unitedagandturf.com for more. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Little sweet! Did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Little sweet says head on home. Dr. Pepper's on its way. So sweet, unique. Baby, there's nothing better. I bet you've probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token. Everyone's done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. When you build, you start with the foundation. And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. The Bank of America Community Home Ownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far. With up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less, the satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com slash homeowner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Equal housing lender. Credit and collateral is subject to approval. Restrictions apply. This is not a commitment to lend. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Back, back, back to back. Media Mash. Newey Scruggs joining 
joined by three three of my favorites here in the media who also uh, have their own takes and insights in <laughs> the Cowboys, which is fun. Jane Slater, NFL Network, Rob Phillips, DallasCowboys.com, Bobby Bell, 105.3 The Fan. They go into this matchup as an underdog to the Giants. Not wild. It's the Jalen Smith factor. Oh, stop. <laughs> Two Especially years in the, a row. The Cowboys are 9-1 and one against the Giants since 2017. That's what's crazy. And six of their nine victories have been by 14 points or more. But nice. that's how high people are on this 2-0 and o Giants. They haven't started 2-0 and o since 2016. Right. It's and I, I think they've been 0-2 ever since. I mean, they've just been losing the start. They've lost you know, two in a row here. So the the place is going to be packing. It's going to be – I mean, I, I don't like going to – to the Giants. It's, a, it's an interesting crowd when you go through there, the parking lot. It's an interesting group, group of folks. But um, I expect Monday night the crowd to be hyped and ready to go. Like I said, they're having homecoming, throwing, inducting 15 million people out there for the game. Poor Jimmy Johnson. Um, <laughs> I mean, like three He's running sniveling. backs. He's I'm, sniveling. I mean, it's like, I mean, think about this. You know, I think it's like, I can't remember, it's like, it's on mixed shots, but the guy they had on there who covers the team is like, yeah, we're like seven dudes going in. Because they're like, yeah, we had COVID, so it's been backed up, but you know, like, we're throwing a whole bunch of people here. I'm like, wow. And, you know, God bless Rodney Hampton, and, and you know, Otis Anderson was a Super Bowl MVP, yeah. but I'm like, man, when you talk about impact for an organization, yeah, they were okay. Like throwing Ron Dane in there. That's what makes the Ring of Honor so coveted. It's so hard to get it's in. A, it's exclusivity it's, matters. Yeah. It really the, does. Beat the Cowboys. I don't want to go to the yeah, Soho house the if everybody can count. get in. <laughs> right, right. If everybody can get in here. So, <laughs> like Washington has everybody in. They do. Yeah, some teams it's just the criteria is not. Remember we were in yeah. Denver? not the same. As we were in Denver, Denver. We were looking around like, who, who's this? Yeah. Kelly Trapuca. What is he <laughs> Washington has Vince oh, yeah, Lombardi we were, in there. We're sitting next to <laughs> yeah, We're looking at it. Yeah, it's different. Yeah, Kelly Trapuca. And you know, Craig Morton is in there. Craig Morton. I'm going to – because you're young. You're young. You know what Craig Morton did here for the Cowboys? No. No, it's okay. Craig Morton was the first quarterback to take the Cowboys to the Super Bowl. Took yep. the Super Bowl five, lost. Craig Morton was the first quarterback who took the Denver Broncos to a Super Bowl. Lost to the Cowboys. Dude is plastered in that Broncos ring of fame. And I'm like, this is the difference. And, you know, here's a guy who, for the first-round pick for the Cowboys, same Super Bowl, eh, nobody cares. And Denver, thank you, man. They, thank you. Is it wearing <laughs> theirs already, I think? <laughs> that's that's wild before. if that's real. And, and like he'll Randy get Gregory's in. already in there. Is he? Yeah, <laughs> okay. they put him up. He's already in there. I know. Well, he, you know, you talk about the crowd. Sack. Two forced fumbles, The other man, thing that's, that's crazy <laughs> when you go up there is the Penn State fans, like Micah Parsons and Saquon Barkley. It was nuts last time I was up there, the amount of Penn State fans that were there for those two. In New York? Yeah. Oh. It's going to be a good crowd. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not going. I'm not going. Um, I hate going to Jersey. But anyway, uh, looking forward to seeing what, what Why? That... Let's deep dig. Let's, let's deep dive in that. Let's unpack it's, it's, it's that. Really no diff- it's really no different. Some people love going to New York. I don't. In New York, people are in a rush. You want to get across, like you better get across the street quick. You will get hit. I mean, it's just different. I remember going to a restaurant. Hey, buddy, what are you having? I, I, I'm looking. You know, they're just. It's just a different kind of vibe. It's a different kind you of vibe. Take this. So you got to take this. I got rap sheet calling me. <laughs> oh, really? Uh-oh. Tell them Chef already got it. Wow. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> This is good. Jane, help take it me. On the air. Take it on the air. Can you take confirm it on the air. What did he say? Chris said, "Take it on the air." <laughs> we do it on the air. No, we should have done uh, it on the air. Oh wow! Nate get, had a she call had to leave for picks anyway. Did, did, did I lie? Did I lie? <laughs> 
I mean, it was just out there for you. It was, it was right big there. Softball. It was right there. Okay, so yes, um, no media mash on on Friday or Monday. So let me get your, and I'll just give you my pick. Because Cowboy Mike pick for this game, Cowboys win 21-19. Okay, low scoring game. Giants, you know, they're averaging 20 points a game. Cowboys are, you know, they're, they're right there too. Uh, nobody's nobody's run. There's n- there's not multiple touchdowns. You know, we're not seeing we're not seeing four touchdowns thrown in this game by any one quarterback here. So that's why I went 21-19. Bobby, I'll start with you. What you got? I, I've got a higher scoring game than you do. I've got the Cowboys 21-20. So I honestly, during the break, I was sitting there going twenty-one twenty, and then you come out with twenty-one nineteen. And I was sitting there going, "Should I change it now?" This uh, I don't want it to be too similar, but uh, give me twenty-one twenty because I will give the Giants credit for this. Watching them on tape the last two weeks, there's still a little bit of a talent deficit. They're trying to build that. They fight. They they they're tough. They're scrappy. They're they're a blue collar football team, and they'll they'll play physical football. And if we've seen anything the Cowboys have struggled with over the last three years, it's been physical football teams. When teams really punch them in the mouth and turn it into a grinded out game, that's where the Cowboys tend to struggle. But ultimately, I think Cowboys take it. This is going to be pretty boring because I'm going to say twenty to nineteen Cowboys. Oh my I've, gosh! I've been Look saying I've been saying on talking <laughs> Cowboys all week, first to twenty because of both both teams have kind of have struggled to get there. And I think, I mean, the Giants, like, I think this is the type of Giants team that fans in New York love because it's, they're, sure. they're fine with the rock fight. They don't care this, because, yeah, they're, they're missing. So they don't have Tampa Bay's personnel where it's a bunch of pro bowlers, but they're doing it with scheme, with their new coaching coaches and their defense. And the Cowboys are kind of doing the same thing right now. Well, you, you see the Buffalo influence, too. The way they're calling that offense now, they're trying to mimic. Daniel Jones is doing a lot of the read option, Josh Allen stuff. The the passing concepts are looking a lot more Buffalo like. You can see Dable's coming in there and changing things up. Which is what they should do because yeah. that dude can't throw. He can use his legs and run. So you might as well try to make him a dual threat. I mean, look, he's you know again just, tough. I, embodies that team. He's tough. He'll take shots. He'll yeah, yeah. he'll stand in there and throw it and so, and and wait for the hit. He's not going to cower from anything. No issues with that. And Rob, going back to what you said. The Giants have an older fan base. And despite Coughlin winning two Super Bowls with Eli Manning, they all love Parcells. They all love that, you know, the 86 Giants and, and, the, and the team that Everson Walls played on that won Super Bowl 25. They, they're into that. Hey, oh, it's a 16, 13 slobber knocker, fine. And to me, one of the greatest performances I'd ever seen as a defensive coordinator, Belichick put on when they went out to San Francisco with the 49ers were two-time yep. Super Bowl champions looking like they were going to go win a third, and they won a slobber knocker game. Matt Barr, baby. On a Matt Barr field goal. So they're trying to do this again. They've got Wink Martindale. So, yeah, I, I can see them being very much into this. Another reason why I don't want to go to the game. Um, <laughs> It's gonna be it's gonna be tough. Yeah, and they're gonna and they're gonna try to make it tough on the Cowboys line too. Like like Bobby just mentioned, he does a lot of exotic stuff up front. They've got a young offensive line, especially on the left side of the line. Tyler Smith, Matt Farniak probably at left guard. They're gonna try to challenge those guys and, and make things difficult for them. And, and it could it very well could be low scoring. But on the other side of that, I know we've talked. It seems like every week we've talked about oh the Buccaneers they're a little vulnerable on the interior. Oh the Bengals they're a little vulnerable on the interior. The Giants are the most vulnerable on the interior of these three teams we've seen. They cannot block up the middle. Jeffrey Simmons looked like Aaron Donald every single snap. And Jeffrey Simmons is a good player for the Titans, but 
He's not, you know, should be in the backfield every single play like he was. And so Andrew Thomas, their left tackle, is really, really good in New York. He's one of the better tackles in football right now. But, now, man, a uh, rough interior. And then Evan Neal, the rookie, has had some some issues, specifically with speed guys. So Parsons rushing from that side could be a problem. Two weeks in a row, Cowboys facing an offensive line with four new starters on it from last year. Cincinnati last week, Giants this week. When piggybacking on what you said about Parsons and being, you know, having a, a middle possibly exposed. We spoke about it um, with on the last Players Lounge podcast. Is this where you see Micah Parsons shooting up the A gap? I referenced what we saw in training camp when they were putting Mike in a lot of different places a couple times where he beat Tyler Smith. I look at this is the kind of game where DQ hadn't really gone in the bag and shown Parsons coming through the A-gaps. This could be the week to do that. I think the game against Carolina last year was the one where DQ broke out a lot of, like, twists and stunts and stuff for the first time. They got home on Darnold a lot. And so, like, I would just wonder how vulnerable that interior is if you see them trying to run a lot of those this week. So maybe it's Parsons coming on a twist. Maybe it is Parsons just blitzing up the middle. But I think that – Whatever it is, sending D law, sending Fowler, Parsons, whatever, just get them up Bar. that A gap and and cause problems because I don't think the Giants can block it right now. Twist and stunts. I did that at cheer camp once. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you did. You were doing it on Sunday pregame when the cheerleaders were were warming up. I got video of it. <laughs> uh, for those of you with bated breath, Ian had absolutely nothing. So no. never mind. No. Oh, he was gonna say I heard a hot. Well, never mind. I'm not gonna, I'm gonna make up what's the rumor. That, what's thing. that Umbrella Academy? I heard a rumor. Uh, <laughs> it's no. a Banana Rama song. Yeah. All right, we got to get out of here because Jane, nice Jane has a show Thank coming you. up at the top of the hour, so we need to clear the room. Um, Jane Slayer, NFL Network, Rob Phillips, DallasCowboys.com, Bobby Belt, 105.3, the fan, the official home of the Dallas Cowboys. I'm Newey Scruggs. We will return with the Media Mash on Tuesday right here on DallasCowboys.com radio. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah!